this if there are if there is any song that can transport you to a time and place, it's this it is one for this you. Song, what is, just in general, not even for me, but for anyone. Where does it transport you? My white beat up mm-hmm. Subaru driving to like basketball practice. That's awesome. Yeah. For me, I'm in Fun Time Bowl at Buford Highway. And this is such a wow. fucking bowling song. Cosmic bowling. Oh, definitely a bowling yeah, song. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that album cover too. Fucking iconic. Like Ooh. wow, dude. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Great electric piano. That was a cool chord, yeah. man. There's the, the damn strings. It, it's like T Pain's music. It was all. It's always like a little bit more sophisticated musically than you remember. Ooh. I'm telling you, what? What? This is so good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's like crazy because T Pain had so much hate for the auto tune, and now his shit doesn't really sound as tuned as even any regular song would. I know. Yeah. Like, like, I don't even really hear it as much as now on like on a, on you know somebody's whole career is auto tuned. That dude, that yeah. blows my breath. that blows my head. Because when this came out, we were like, what's that weird thing happening with this? I know. There it is. Yeah. But still, Ooh, that also that bass came yeah, in. Thank yeah. you, right? Honestly, love this beat too. That clap. Oh yeah, I like that it's louder on the four. Or, oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you for me, oh, T Pain knows how to sing. He's got so, like his stacks are so smart. Great harmonies. Also like that Dr. Dre gangster scent. Yeah, it's like very moog. Also, like a little call and response, always great for a vocal part. Oh, definitely second verse. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you can write a good second verse, you might have it. Right, yeah. yeah. It's like anybody can make it through that first chorus. Right, right, but if right. I'm like bopping my head, I'm like, oh, you do new shit? Right. <laughs> Does T Pain really stand for Tallahassee Pain? Uh, He's from Tallahassee, which is such a weird place. Yeah, that bass creeping is so good. I don't even remember that from when I was a kid. Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs that we like to bump. Bowling alley, basketball practice. What position were you? Uh, I was a guard. You were a guard? Oh, nice. That's so crazy because, like, you're tall as fuck, but Jews are just short, so I'm just like... <laughs> we also researched what the songs mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. Today, we're going to discuss Bartender by T-Pain, Feet, Akon. This is a fucking heavyweight duo. Dude, if I, I know. What a tag team. I know. Like, we're talking, like, this is serious, like, Dudley Boys, <laughs> Hardy Boys style. Hardy Boys. Yeah. Things are about to be broken. Team Extreme is back. I've got it, Jeff. The Party Boys are here. Even better than Too Cool and Rikishi. Right. Oh, wow, 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 wow. <laughs> uh, released on June 5th, 2007. This tune peaked at number five on the charts. It was nominated for the Grammy for Best R&B Performance in 2008. And it's part of a pretty insane run of hits for T-Pain really and yeah. Akon. These guys were on top. They sort of bailed. 
um, from the public eye. T-Pain has become like a celebrity in his own right, kind of independent from music, which I think is really Yeah, he's become more of an icon in himself. Yeah. And Akon has become like... Kind of like a political... He's basically like created the the idea of renewable energy and solar power in yeah. like many many areas of Africa. Yeah. So yeah. like it's kind of crazy to that these guys have somehow moved on from their music career but are still doing well. Yeah. Usually that's not how how it goes. No, usually not. <laughs> um the song was produced by T-Pain. Sick. So, so a lot of people don't know this about wow. him. He's produced all his own music. Oh my Which God. to me, that's really important. Like if you can do that, it really it really puts you in a sphere that's a little bit more interesting to me. You get all the money. Yeah, well, that's for sure. So he probably did pretty well because this was like the beginning of, I would say this was part of the last peak of download sales. I agree. So like, because iTunes and the yeah, iPod right, was still right. happening. Yeah. And I think like, like this song, I'm in love with a stripper. What's the, what's the other one? It's like the most famous one. I can't think of it. Buy you a drink. It's like these songs are were massive, and he he kept all the money, had all the creative vision. Thought it was really cool. I saw uh, T Pain once from a slight distance at Guitar Center, Northwood Hills. Nice. I saw yeah. him in close proximity. And at the Guitar Center? No, at, at the Patch, man. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. What's, what, what was it like? What, he's what, fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's sick. He's so nice, humble, mm-hmm. talks to everybody. He was there for a David Banner podcast. Oh, that's awesome. I I, we, I need to listen to that podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's, he's, he's, he's awesome. He He's really cool. And I think like he created the blueprint for modern r&b vocals yeah it's like he's there's some people that influenced him and it's like one person who clearly really influenced him uh we can't even we probably have to censor his name on this podcast so i'll just leave it at that but he but like it's clear that he was influenced by some of the great heavyweights of modern r&b in the 90s but i feel like he really brought it into that kind of like futuristic dark nights like cruising sphere that like now is like is the sound you know miguel sounds like this drake sounds like this like um, and it's like, I think like he, I think this era of T-Pain was a really big influence on Usher too. Yeah. Cause Usher sort of flipped, uh, flipped up his sound to he like did. this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what do you think, like, how do you think he created this vibe that it was such a blueprint that people love the shit out of it and still make music like I think it? I think this stuff just happens by accident. Yeah. You know, like, I think like this, this whole auto tune thing, I think it's just like, it just, it just happened. And mm-hmm. they're like, whoa, like, what was that? And then you just chase the dragon, you know? Yeah. You're just like following this thing that just accidentally happened. Oh, oh. Come on, come on. You almost got me. Catch me. Come on. Oh, God damn it, Dad, get off our Xbox. Hang on, I almost caught the dragon. <laughs> you almost got me. No, me and Carly are going to play Guitar Hero. I can get him. Wait, where's he going now? You don't ever catch the dragon, Dad. No! No, I said, I am your father. Put it back on! Mom, you get Dad out of here. And then Jay-Z released Death Death of Autotune on a streaming service that you have to pay 30 bucks a month. I know. <laughs> right? um, so this is a good time to talk about Autotune. Like, yeah. we have not really discussed it on the podcast so far. I think more than any other plug-in or computer or even guitar effect, 
Auto-tune is popular. People are aware of what it is. But what is it? I mean, it's been around since the 90s. Oh, really? I did not I, know yeah, that. It was Damn. first, I think, That's most cool. popularly used on Cher's big song. Right, Believe. Yeah. No matter how hard I try And then it kind of, I don't know, it just kind of went away after that or it just wasn't as, I don't know. It didn't get really popular until, you know, around when T-Pain made it really, really famous. And then like ever since, I think that's kind of like a watershed moment because since then it is like ubiquitous. Like people put auto-tune on singers who don't even need it yeah, just because... It does have a sound. We're used to that sound, whatever it is. And yeah, and it's that same thing we were talking about last episode about tone Something about odd when you put a yeah. vocal through auto tune, even if you don't need it, like and obviously T Pain does not need auto tune. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, dude can actually really sing. I've heard him personally. Yeah, he's an incredible singer. Th- that Tiny Desk concert of his yes. is like go watch. Is it. like pretty incredible, especially because you know up until that point nobody knew. Yeah, and he had been kind of laying low. People made fun of him. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, he can't sing. He's fat, whatever. Yeah, I know. And then that tiny desk came out and everyone was like, what the fuck? Dude can actually sing. And it's like, it's only until you start to actually auto tune people that cannot sing Mm -hmm. that you realize, like, oh, auto tune behaves very differently. Yeah. Yeah. For someone that does not know how to sing versus someone that does know how to sing. The way I sort of think about it is like, like, and this is like, the, the way that I come out of autotune is like part of the, what we like about the sound and the way that T-Pain uses it is he almost uses it like a delay or expression pedal. Mm-hmm. And it instead of like delaying like the full word or delaying the phrase, it delays like little melismatic vocal moments within his singing. Yeah. So like when he's doing like a little run or like when he's trilling in and out of a thing, mm-hmm. the autotune acts up a little bit more right. and it creates kind of like a chorus effect, delay effect. Yeah. It's like we're like, I guess the word I'm looking for is modulation. Modulation, yeah, and yeah. that's that's really what it is. And even on the first half of the song, there's barely any auto tune. Yeah, it's not. really his voice, mm-hmm. and it's only when he hits that that pre or that first chorus yeah. that you really hear it kick in like an effect. And that's what its intention was. It was never intended for him to use as a pitch corrector. Yeah, it's but, like, man, this thing sounds cool. But we do use it as a pitch corrector it a is lot. A, right? It is. It is a pitch corrector. Yes. Do you use it on every session? Pretty much. Almost every session. Yeah, yeah. And, even it might just be a placeholder Mm -hmm. yeah for sure sometimes it's just there just to like keep it together so you can just get the idea moving and go forward you know what's crazy is like when when i first started learning the bass i never thought about really making a record Mm -hmm. like i did but i wasn't like thinking about how's this gonna sound in the studio or whatever right and now there are there are kids that i work with all the time who are really talented who can't sing they only know how to sing with auto tune, and yeah. I don't even mean to like correct their pitch. Like that's just their experience that's how with learned. singing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's just kind of crazy because when this shit came out, T Pain was much maligned. Yeah, he was made fun of a lot, and yeah. now it's just like everyone's got it. Like all your good singers out there are you probably using auto tune. Yeah, I mean, I hear it on on everything. Yeah, and even to the point like you know, there's advanced levels of auto tune with like the mm-hmm. Melodyne. Yeah, which is like auto tune, but you do it by hand and you know, I hear I hear that everywhere. You like can you can, hear, can you can, tell the difference between the two? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Absolutely. So, like, like 
Why do you think this song transports you so hard to that moment? Because it was such a big mm-hmm. hit. Like those playing on the runs, Charlotte radio station. Yeah, man. Like these runs. Of, I, I think it, it's not even just the song. It's the three. Just back yeah. to back to mm-hmm. back yeah. smash hit song. The, you know? the, the triptych of yeah, T-Pain. Exactly. Hat trick, man. Hat trick. <laughs> Maybe that's what it stands for, the trio. Yeah, these songs are great. And like he's he had a pretty big hit recently with that Fuck Bitches Get Money song. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Uh, obviously, we mentioned the Squid Billy song. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. That I'm on a boat. Oh, it, wow. Is, yeah. It's yeah. like probably, like it sounds dumb to say this, but is it probably the most famous boat song ever now? Yeah. That or Sailing by Christopher Cross. Yeah. Um, maybe some Kenny Loggins. Yeah. It's like, I wonder. I if- love those joke songs. It reminds me of that little John um, where he's like, brush your teeth, bitch. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Read, <laughs> Read a, a book. book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that also had like a, a nice little orchestral Beethoven underscore. Oh, yeah. What's that name of that song? I, for, I think it's called, called Read, Read a Book. book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, oh, man. This, this was such a great era for music. And I. I think part of it, it's like part of it is I romanticize it because I was becoming a, a more of a person at that age. Right. You know what I mean? And right. I was like, this music felt like it was made for people like me, right. even though it was clearly also made for like strippers much older than me. That Yeah, that's interesting. At the time. Like, I wish I got to experience like what it was like being like in a club yeah. when this song comes on. Oh yeah, I bet the shit was I bet crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Especially back then. Because like, and now we've replaced the real experience with the digital experience. So it'd probably be like being in Zoom with a bunch of friends. Being right. like, did you hear about that new book club right, on right, Clubhouse? Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, dude. I yeah. I'm, not, I'm not getting on Clubhouse. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I'm too... I've been in the game for too long to try anything new. I'm yeah, giving up. I, know, I can't reinvent it. myself like T-Pain. I don't, right, have, I right. don't have it. Yeah, I don't I have got it. it. No more gas in the tank. I can't sing in real life. <laughs> Man, life would be so much easier if you if you could, right? Would you think about um, like what are things like? Can we make an analogy in another field of art or commerce or anything? Like what Auto Tune does for singing? Is it yeah. kind of like spell check? I was gonna say spell check. That's like a good example. Yeah, it's like spell check. Yeah. I wonder if somebody was like putting out. Like, cause like the manipulation of auto tune in kind of the interesting way, like this way is what made it cool. But I wonder if somebody is out there like publishing great novels with, that all have the little squiggly lines Ooh, under the misspelled words. That's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. T-Pain's really creative, dude. You can, you can get that from his music. Um, and he's really fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's very self-aware, which is not something we see a lot of R&B singers. Usually they're really fucking serious. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word about this podcast in real life. Tell all your friends. Tell people you went to middle school. Call them up and be like, oh, remember that song Bartender by T-Pain? Here's a talk about it. Also, you'll learn some things about Autotune. Um, we've got a playlist on Spotify with all the songs and their corresponding episodes. Let us know how we're doing, and especially let us know if we're doing really well. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this.